Can I have your attention, please? It is now time for the moment everyone has been waiting for. Tea time with T and Robin. Okay. All right. That sounds awesome. Oh my God! Okay, yeah. it's happening. Everybody, stay calm. What's the procedure, stay everyone? Calm. What's the procedure? Stay calm. Wait, 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 wait. You knew it. Calm What's up, everyone? We are back. Did you miss us? Because we missed you. This is Tea Time with Robin. You know who I have here. Robin, what's up? How you doing? Peachy. <laughs> How are you? I'm I'm doing. You know, I'm doing. That's what I'm doing. I'm doing. I, like I said to you off air, I got a shot in my knee. My knee is feeling much, much better. Um, but yeah, I'm 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 hanging in there. We got a new puppy, so everything is just great. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that makes life fun. Would you say? I said that makes life fun. Yeah, it does. It makes life fun with the kids around the house, and um, yeah, yeah. But all right, let's get into it. We were off for a week, and if you guys don't know, we're starting the off season with every other um, week. We'll be on. So we didn't talk about the Super Bowl last week, but I have a question for Robin before we even get into the Super Bowl and what happened. Mm -hmm. Serious question for you. Do you think Josh not participating in NFL honors and not really going to um, the Pro Bowl? Well, I mean, the Pro Bowl itself is a joke to me. He's an alternate, whatever. Um, does it hurt his image or who he is like you know what i mean do you think it hurts his hurts him yes short answer is absolutely <clears throat> excuse me <clears throat> excuse me yes um josh not participating and we've noticed this pattern with him over the last couple of years he hasn't attended pro bowls etc i absolutely believe that it affects his likelihood of receiving one of these awards. We know, and you and I have talked about this, that these awards are political. Mm -hmm. They're so political. A quarterback usually gets it. Why don't we have the more Tyreek Hills or McCaffrey's and <clears throat> other people in other positions getting a defensive end, right? a linebacker? I don't care. But why does it always have to be a quarterback? Why? Because right. they say so? Well, okay, so Josh is a quarterback. The reason I think it's political with Josh has to do with the fact that Josh himself has said numerous times he doesn't like to go to those things. He doesn't want to participate in those things. And a large part of it has to do with the fact that he feels like if he doesn't win it all, if he doesn't win a championship, his season's been a failure and he right. doesn't want to celebrate anything. And I right. get where he's coming from, <clears throat> although I do think that may be a cover, you know, kind of an mm -hmm. excuse, if you will, because I think at the end of every season, he's absolutely positively emotionally trashed. Right. To the bone. 
he gives everything that he has. He leaves it all out on the field. And when the season is over, he needs to go away and decompress immediately. So I think that does have something to do with why he's not favored in the eyes of the people who make those decisions. Right. Um, and we're going to speak on this, but we're also going to speak on um, all of that during our spill the tea. We're going to elaborate some more. But I, I, I pose this question because I kind of believe that if you're not involved, I mean, you being one of the not you're okay. We all know Patrick Mahomes is the face of NFL. We understand that. But he also is getting deals. He's getting sponsorships. He's getting all this stuff now. And I get it. Towards the end of the season, you are you just done, right? You're totally done. I guess for me, being a person that was nominated for the MVP, I think you show up. And, I agree. And he's been there before. He's after the 13 seconds, he was there. And I get it. Maybe that was he experienced that. He was like, Yeah, I don't want to do that again. You know, everybody's in your face, everybody's this. So I get it. But also, too, there were people there um, that just lost a week prior to that. So, I mean, I'm not saying, I get it. you know, if they I can suck it up, you can suck it up. I just feel that I don't know how how much it would hurt him and hurt his image or hurt his brand. It does. But you like you said, you need to you have to show up like. I don't know. I, I I'm, I'm I'm with you. I think I, I think it's rather elitist on Josh's part to think, well, screw y'all. I'm you know I'm just not right. going. What whatever. I get that he's an introvert because I'm an introvert, and I know how I would feel after an entire NFL season. I would be trashed. But I completely agree with you in terms of image, but also. Look at you're making millions and millions of dollars to play this game. Mm -hmm. You need to be a good soldier in terms of supporting your teammates, other people who are nominated for awards, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So yeah, I I do. I think it's absolutely a bit of a on Josh's part and it doesn't make him look good. And and don't get me wrong, I we all seen that Josh was there in Vegas. We've seen that he was doing some interviews, some podcasts and stuff like that. Understand that. Um, and I know it's during Pebble Beach and everybody has a problem with Josh right now golfing. Please <sighs> stop it. But it's <laughs> stop it. It's whatever. Um, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> Josh is going to be ready to play football when September, when August and September rolls around, he's going to be so focused. Is it, it's, I don't have a problem with Josh in the offseason. I don't. I, I, I believe I want to see Josh do in the offseason that he hasn't been doing is keeping his body in better shape. Yes. And I think he understood he's, that, though. Time to get rid he of the dad bod that he's developing already. Yeah. yeah. And he's I not mean, even the dad. He's not, he's not Patrick Mahomes' dad bod, but. <laughs> No, but yeah. he could get there easily. Yeah. And he could easily let himself get up to 
Because I'm betting you now, when you look at him, he has to weigh be. 260 pounds. Yeah, 260, 265. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but I think he also addressed that too. And um, this, he did going into the offseason that he needs to get back into the lab. And when you say that to us as fans, they're going to run with, why aren't you in the lab, Josh? Like, he didn't say when he was going to be in the lab. He said he's going to get back in it. Okay. So give him a back minute. off. Let the poor <laughs> guy get some rest. Um, for sure. So, you know, speaking of honors and now let's move on to the Super Bowl. <laughs> did you watch? Yeah, I did. Intensely. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. Um, Kyle Shanahan has been in the Super Bowl two times and lost to the Kansas City Chiefs. And he had the lead each time. Our I, I hear that he can't get over this hump, this hump. When you can't do something, you can't get over the hump, right? But I don't know if I put – I would put some of it on Kyle Shanahan, definitely. Uh, you know, he's a coach. But also, too, I think the biggest picture, the biggest thing that happened in his game was Greenlaw went down. The man ran on the field, and he fell. I thought he tripped, and he tore his, tore his Achilles, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you I just so. ran on the feet. And that to me was the biggest concern, like the biggest play, the biggest loss in that game was that player. What's your it take? It hurt, on no doubt. Yeah. As far as Kansas City goes <clears throat> and, and San Francisco and Shanahan, it's hard to compare Andy Reid to anybody because as far as I'm concerned, he's kind of, he's in an elite class that where I wouldn't even put Belichick. Sorry, but I, because Belichick's got the rings and things, (laughs) but is, has there ever been, and I've thought about this a lot recently, has there ever been a better play caller than Andy Reid ever? The fact that Andy Reid well, this is the thing on Andy. He holds out plays for the playoffs. That's his whole that's his whole snick, right? That he doesn't open the playbook up for Patrick Mahomes. He waits until the playoffs and these plays are and we've seen it. They did a, a ring around the rosy. We've seen some of their stuff that they do. And I mean, I kind of believe that's what they do. I, I don't know. Those two are just masterminds. Just masterminds. Yes. And, and you can't have a down, you can't have a down snap against them because they will they will run with it. And I'm not <laughs> excuse me, I'm not trying to shortchange Patrick Mahomes here at all, but I believe sincerely that Andy Reid in my estimation, and I've watched a lot of football, I can't remember a coach that had more feel for a game and what to do instinctively. And like you said, to know when to bring in the shock play mm-hmm. because he's not afraid to do it. He's not afraid to be aggressive. Right. And I just have found myself over the last few years developing 
even more reverence for Andy Reid than I've ever had for him before because he truly is transformational as an offensive play caller. Right. And also, too, I think is like when, because when they were up, 49ers were up by 10, you just knew that they had something up their sleeve. You knew Patrick Mahomes was like, we only just need one. One mistake. We just need one mistake. And they weren't playing that great in the first, in the second quarter. Like, oh my God, McCaffrey fumbled the ball. And it was just like, and I know it was the beginning of the seat, like the, the first, the first quarter in the Pacheco. And like, it was, it was one of those defensive games. And again, when Greenlaw went down, I, and you, it, you can go back. There is a video out that's when Patrick Mahomes seen him go down. He said, their linebackers down, their linebackers down. Look, look, look. And then I think that's when he seen blood. And it was just like, all right, guys, let's go. Let's focus. Let's, their main, not one, one of their main linebackers. It's like, it's like when Matt, Matt Milano went down, right? The office, office the different side of the ball. I'm sorry. The opponent was like, Matt Malone's down. Like you've seen blood. So, mm-hmm. and, then, and it just went from there. So mm-hmm. it, it did. was definitely a good game. It did. It was definitely a turning point in the game. But I also think that Kansas city has this ability and we'll get into it probably more of this later when we talk about how to beat the chiefs kind of stuff, mm-hmm. but they don't flinch when they're down they don't they don't they they have the ability to come back from behind better than any other team in the nfl bar none patrick Mahomes can win on a last like he's won on last drives i don't know what the percentage is but it's high not to cut you off i'm sorry no seriously but that's the point so in the super bowl when you get down by 10 points it's nothing that's a lot of points in the super bowl that's a lot of points in a Super mm-hmm. Bowl. But when you get down 10 points and it's Kansas City, yeah. forget it. It's nothing. It's, it's nothing. two plays. It's right. whatever it is. You know, they they can do whatever they want, but they pace themselves and have enough belief in themselves when they're down by 10 points. They know. They know right. here. Right. Okay. Put it in here and let's go. And and I, I hate to compare because I think Josh and, and Patrick Mahomes are two. You, you know, I, I'm one of the fans where it's like, yes, my quarterback, I put him above everyone besides Patrick Mahomes. I can't like he has he's beat him in the regular season. But when it matters, he hasn't beat him. But I, right. when it comes to winning drives, I'm I, Josh is there, too. Right. Oh yeah. Josh has won the game several times, right? Yes. Josh yes. has. Yes. So, so it's hard to compare these two. It is. Be, because he has gone on the losing side of the ball, right? On the losing side of a game where Patrick Mahomes has done the winning drives and won the game. Where it's exactly. our, and you don't want to point out what happened, but we all know as Bills fans. What happens sometimes when Josh leaves the field? <laughs> so it's just, it's frustrating, Robin. It, it really is just frustrating. frustrating. Watching a team where you know you have the ability to beat them, 
You have the we've beat them. We should have beat them. And I I mean, should have, could have went. I, I I get it. I totally get it. But and we're going to talk about this when we talk about retooling and whatever. We have the capability of beating this team in the playoffs. And it sucks because we are always on the losing end of the stick. And it's getting frustrating as a fan. But that being said, what takeaways from this season? Like, we all know only one team can win the Super Bowl. And I was praying that it wasn't the Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> um, but the Bills are in a good spot. What What do you think that the Bills need to do to get over the the hump, <laughs> per se? Well, it's probably going to sound like a broken record here, but we need to get a stud dominant one technique defensive tackle. That is one thing that has to happen. And you're talking about getting over the hump, the whole defensive line, mostly on the inside, but you know, Von Miller didn't perform much up to snuff for most of the regular season that he participated in. I do believe our defensive line needs to be retooled. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we'll talk about that in, in retooling right. when we right. go there. But that, I think, is what's holding us back the most. We start out every season, it seems like, thinking our defensive line is going to be, you know, wow. And, and it are. doesn't happen, <laughs> right? We don't get the sacks. We don't get the rushes. We don't get the turnovers. It's like they flatten out towards the end of the season. It's like they have no juice. It's I don't know what it is. It, well, it, one thing that may change, and I hope it's a big change, I think having Babich as a defensive coordinator, I think is going to make a big difference. Right. I do. Because he's got all of his time devoted to being a defensive coordinator, whereas McDermott was spread, and he even admitted it to some extent, he felt at times he was spread too thin. Mm -hmm. So I think that's going to be a help. Plus, who's our new defensive line coach? Ooh, I put it. Brain isn't working here, folks. But the new defensive line coach is not Eric Washington. No, it's not. Oh my God. I have no, to that was our defensive week. line coach. And the reason I'm saying that is because I believe Eric Washington was not as good a defensive line coach, <clears throat> excuse me, as what we needed. I was not happy to see, I mean, I was not unhappy to see him go. Right. Happy, but I was, I, I, I wasn't shedding a tear to see him go. I do believe that we need to get better performance out of the defensive line. And that's to me, one of the biggest difference makers. So a defensive, no, why do I not have it? Cause I got Ron Curry, John Butler. They departed. Um, uh, Jaheem, he is the quarterback coach. Christian Taylor is, no, Christian Taylor is not that. 
He's a quality control coach. Why do I not have him? I don't know. Jesus. Sorry, I don't have him. It's a mystery that shall be solved as soon as anybody wants to go look it up. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. My bad. <laughs> Maybe but, he wasn't hired during when we did our pod last week, me and Mike. Um, but yeah, I'll look it up. I'll look, let me look it up. Let me look it up. You go do that. In the meantime, I'm going to talk about the fact that this team also needs another wide receiver opposite Stefan Diggs minus Gabe Davis, unless Gabe wants to come back on a really friendly deal. And that's not likely. I'm sorry. I do. I do believe. Did you find it? No, um, I, I was just saying I don't want Gabe Dad back. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. So no offense. And if his mom's listen, I'm sorry. So that, I'm sorry. So <laughs> so this this group of wide receivers needs. I got him. An upgrade. Marcus West. That's who it was. I would have never he, pulled that up. I'm glad. Yeah, he. he yeah, Marcus West. It. So okay, so Marcus. I believe has a large task at hand and so do McBean because they need to draft at least one defensive tackle, maybe two. Okay. And as far as I'm concerned, the defensive side of the ball is what needs more work than the offensive side of the ball, except for a wide receiver right, because right. the offensive line, and we can talk about that too, I think is in pretty good shape. Yeah, they're solid. Oh. They just probably need some solid backups. But other than that, I mean, and then not even that, they're saying Connor McGovern. Yes. He is a one-year deal. And I, I forgot that he was a one-year deal. Hmm. Um, please don't mess up that line. Yeah. Try to figure out how to extend him or get him some money or whatever the case may be. How do you feel about – Do whatever you right, do. Right. How do you feel – because we haven't spoke about the new um, – changes with coaches this uh this season how do you feel about al Holcomb, right as a linebackers coach good okay i think <clears throat> babbage set the stage so right. he worked with did he work with babbitt last year Holcomb. I think so. I know he was a, that on the defense side. So okay, so he was still yeah. with. That's what I thought. He was still with the Bills. Okay, so he's had a chance to see firsthand what's needed. Mm -hmm. So I'm I'm all for it. My biggest thing excitement is Bobby Babich working the whole defense because right. that's going to make a huge difference. I really believe this year it's going to make a huge difference. And I really want to know who's going to call the plays. Like, is it Sean, you got it? Or, you know, in the beginning, or Al saying, or um, Bobby Badman saying, listen, you can start the season, I'll take over, or, you know, how, because it's already. What I think will happen yeah, is. They spoke is about it already. Dermot may, may call the first few games to get a feel, to help Babbage get on his feet and get a feel for everything because he hasn't done to my knowledge he hasn't done that before right. so they might they might go gradually into that or who knows mm -hmm. it's it's hard to say it's going to be interesting to see how much of a change we see in the offense 
now that Brady has an entire offseason to install his own plays and yes. his own strategy, I think we may see our offense look even a little more different next mm-hmm. year, which I'm excited I for. That thing. I like because I, I just thought that Stefan Diggs was kind of faded out a little bit of this offense. And I mean, the emerge of Shakir, I was excited about, and I'm excited about seeing what he does next year. Excited about Kincaid. What can he bring to um, this offense? I mean, everybody takes a step. So right. that being said, I think this offense will be, will be better used because of Joe Brady and the book, you know, and the playbook being wide open now. Right. And his hands in that playbook. Yes. Exactly. Um, speaking of Joe Brady, so what do you think the Bills need to get to the Super Bowl? I'll, I'll say this to 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 sniff it because <laughs> God dang it. Um, for me, it's help being healthy and Joe Brady bringing bringing Joe Brady to this team, like bringing open Joe Brady, like we say, open up the book, you know, making plays. Because down the stretch, we we miss some explosive plays. We miss some plays like that last game. There there were plays there where guys just missed, and they spoke about it. Of Sean McDermott and Brandon Mean spoke about explosive plays, and that's going to stay in my mind this whole off season because mm-hmm. I think they're going to put so much emphasis on having players to you know playmakers like explosive mm-hmm. plays we need that because we we had it and then we that did. last game right and then that last game was like it was right there and I hate being right there it's getting on mm-hmm. my nerves so I ask you what do you think <laughs> so what do the Bills need to sniff the playoffs just to get there and win it but not just get there Exactly. <clears throat> to progress to the next level, again, it's this we're we're playing the circle game because I believe to get to the next level, you have to be able to beat the Chiefs in the playoffs. And let me say this. And it's not just the Buffalo Bills sitting here. We're Bills fans, right? We're saying this because we we're close. The Ravens might be saying this as well. As well. Detroit might be thinking about I mean, all 30, all 30, 30 teams maybe saying the same thing that me and Robin are speaking. What do we need to do to get to the next step, to go to the playoffs, to beat Kansas City? Because they are now the team to beat. Have to beat them. Yeah. Absolutely have to beat them. And not just in the regular season. Right. We have that part figured out. It's the playoffs where things get elevated. And again, when you think about, because this is my bottom line, you have to beat Andy Reid. Yeah. Yeah. You have to beat his brain. You have to keep Kansas City's offense off the field. So in that sense, wouldn't having a really good, consistent run game help this team a lot? Because Mm -hmm. over the course of the season, as we saw Brady get more comfortable, he had a rhythm going with the run game. Right. He wasn't pulling players in and out like Dorsey was on every other play. (laughs) And that I think made a huge difference. But if we want, we being the bills and our fan base, if we want them to make it over the next 
hump, they have to keep Andy Reid's offense off the field. Yeah. The longer they can do that, the better they can do that, the better. And I guess I would say the other one thing is in, in the games that we've played against them, we need more turnovers. Yeah. Yeah. And, and this is why, again, your last game always stick out. That last game against the Chiefs, we had the ball. We controlled the clock. We controlled the clock. And it came down to a field goal to tie the game. And but I it think was in some ways, wasn't it, didn't it remind you of the Super Bowl in the sense that for a while, San Francisco had the momentum. Mm-hmm. And they controlled the game. Exactly. And when the Bills played Kansas City, same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's because Kansas City Chiefs, they – they have this mindset and they're so good at it. They are. It doesn't matter where they're at. It doesn't matter how many times they turn the ball over. It doesn't matter. None of that stuff matters. It just doesn't matter because they have the confidence to know we can just pull it into drive and go whenever we need to. Here's the thing about Kansas City that I've seen against the Ravens. And not so much, not so much in our game. But in the Ravens game, the Ravens played the Kansas City game. Mm-hmm. The Ravens didn't play their game because if they did, Lamar Jackson, and this is going, the segment is crazy. Lamar Jackson didn't play his game. Like he tried to throw the ball where he had lanes to run. I didn't, mm-hmm. I'm watching this game like, why aren't you running? Why are you throwing the there's a lane right there, sir. And there's another lane right there. If Lamar Jackson would have ran the ball, and if they would have ran the ball, they would probably be in the Super Bowl because they should have won. The Ravens should have won that game. Ravens could have and should have won that game, and the Ravens would have beat San Francisco. I think the Ravens would have been appalled because they did yeah. during the regular season, and, and I think they had their number. Okay, yes, absolutely. We have have to get over this hump. The Bills have to be able to move on to the next level, but it involves having that confidence. It involves having that belief that no matter what, you're going to be able to get the job done. But I really, I, here's my thing when I think about the Bills. I think they have the confidence. I just think it's something, something. Andy Reid is, is, is a factor. And also, too, I don't think the, the Buffalo Bills don't lack confidence at all. I believe they can beat the, the Kansas City Chiefs. I think it's something else. I just think, and, it's Andy Reid and the way that the, the Chiefs just, everything is fine. That's We're what I'm good. saying. We're fine. And not that the Buffalo Bills are not, they're not over there frantic. Oh, my God. They're not doing that at all. It's just Kansas City is just like, they're up by 10. We're good here still. Don't worry. You know what I mean? It's just that. Because us that, as fans are. I add one more thing to this. 
because we know in the history books, Andy Reid is the coach who first hired Sean McDermott. Oh, uh, yeah. So he knows every little nuance of Sean McDermott's psyche. And what do we know about Sean McDermott? When push comes to shove, he panics at times. And yeah. Andy Reid knows, I think, better than anybody how to get underneath Sean McDermott's skin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're right. So, yeah, that, that's another factor. So that's the thing where Sean McDermott has to figure out, okay, I have to take my profession up to the next, to the level. next level. I yeah. have to, exactly. He I does. have to surprise him on something he didn't think I'm, yes. I'm going to do. Yes, yeah. he has to go against all of his past tendencies. Right. Yeah, for sure. And do things that Andy Reid has not, I mean, is there anything Andy Reid hasn't right. seen? Yes. But try anyway. It's like Bill Belichick has it. Is it anything exactly. that he hasn't seen? Yeah. But, exactly. you know, me and Robin, before the segment is so crazy because we didn't have spill the tea. We're in the off season. Our brain is off. It's off. <laughs> Wrong off. brain. <clears throat> yes, it's gone. Woo! So, but we do have spill the tea and um, I think it's exciting. So, here's our spill the tea. Me. Come on, just spill that. Come on, just spill that. Spill the tea for me. Spare my dirty tea. Yeah, tell me everything. Come on, just spill that. We're spilling it. We got it. We're spilling it. You so, need off. The honors happened, and the whole season, Lamar Jackson, MVP, MVP, MVP. Now, me. And there's a narrative out there. If you don't like Lamar Jackson, then you are, you can fill in the blank. I'm not doing it. Um, I'm a Lamar. I love to watch Lamar. I'm a football fan. I love to see quarterbacks go out there and play their best at their top. Right. But it's a, the MVP is a regular season game. I mean, it's award. I'm sorry. I just didn't think Lamar won the MVP. Not saying that Josh went right. So if we're, if we're going to do this, let me break it down for you. So the MVP MVP is a quarterback award. But I thought Tyreek Hill may have won it. And I say that with, I just threw up in my mouth because he's a Miami Dolphin fan. I mean, player. And then Christian McCaffrey could have won the, the, the award. The other quarterback that I thought could have won and was in the the competition was Dak Prescott. But once he mm -hmm. went to Buffalo and showed his non-ass, he was out. <laughs> <laughs> so then you have Josh. If you're not going to give it to those two that I said, and you can't give it to Dak because Dak just it blew up in his face. I'm sorry. I just didn't think Lamar won because Lamar didn't have better stacks than Jack. Jack I mean, Josh. And if you're going to go with the interceptions, guys, then go with the touchdowns because Josh actually had 44. He ended the season with 52 in the, in the playoffs altogether. I don't know if you're going to see that again. The last few seasons, he had 40 touchdowns. Who else has done that? Lamar hasn't done that. Brett, Dak Prescott hasn't done that. Brock Purdy, stop. 
Okay. Tua, stop playing. Like, I don't know. And this is why I said what I said. The first question I asked is Josh hurting his image by not going to these things because he should have ran away with it, but he only got one, one vote. Which is absolutely <clears throat> appalling. And in my view signifies completely that it's political. <laughs> it is because they talk about unanimous votes. There should never be unanimous votes for MVP. Never. never, never. And what is this rule that quarterbacks are the only ones that can be MVP? I mean, I know it isn't a rule, but it's the way that it's it a non. It's a non-spoken rule. <laughs> That's what I say to that. Okay, because I think there are a lot of other players at other positions who deserve that to be considered for that honor seriously and it's this like unspoken rule that it has to be quarterbacks no it doesn't have to be quarterbacks but if it's going to be quarterbacks and you're going to lay down the numbers absolutely josh allen had a better season and i would also add that josh allen has a better record in the playoffs than lamar jackson does by a freaking mile yeah. I, so I don't, know. I, don't I don't know what happens to Lamar in the playoffs. I think I think he gets up tight. I do. I think he has a little bit of performance. He doesn't elevate. He doesn't elevate his game. Now, Josh, if we're talking about like and I get it, like I just don't when it comes to interceptions, Josh tightens up. Right? When when it's regular season, I'm not saying he's loose like you know, loose loops, lips, whatever. But I just think he just knows that there's not another game. So he right. tightens up his, you know, he tightens up his game. <laughs> when it comes to the regular season, he's just like, all right, boom, I'm just going to shoot it down there. Hopefully, you know, you catch it. <laughs> and I'm just saying that to say it. But I, I really, I don't know. I just, I thought these honors awards was just a little bit political for me. A little bit. Mm -hmm. And I, I just got a little pissed off. I don't know. I just think, Josh, if you're going to do this, you're going to continue to do it because Josh is going to throw interceptions. He is. He throws the ball. So would you rather have a guy that throws half a dozen more interceptions than they should? Who's having coffee instead of tea? Kim. It's okay, Kim. <laughs> <laughs> I, oh, I love you, Kim. I love Kim. I love you. I'm so glad you're here. Yes, so anyway, back to what was I talking about? Oh, um, interceptions. <laughs> yeah. The interception thing with Josh. Okay. So all these interceptions you're talking about, throw in a half a dozen more, or would you rather have Tyrod Taylor? Who doesn't throw the ball down the field? Yeah. That's my point. He's terrified of throwing an interception. Yeah. So he right. doesn't. He doesn't, he doesn't let there oh is even God. a player within five yards of the receiver. He won't, do it. He won't throw the ball. Robin, so, that was a frustrating, that was a frustrating time having Tyrod because we're, that was we're my like, only throw the ball. With Tyrod. Tyrod, throw the ball. Like, and he has a pretty ball. Oh, he does. 
He does. He does. And he has a pretty good arm. Yes. I, I don't understand. I don't understand. I never have understood Tyrod in, in that fashion. Other than he might be a perfectionist and not be able to throw indiscriminately because it's just not his nature. And I, I don't know him personally, but I suspect right. he's probably he's probably very much a perfectionist because no, most seems, people at that level are. He seems like it. And be. I'm with you here, Kim. The honors are very um, seem too political. Good. Yeah, it seemed predetermined and the media didn't help it all season. It's for true. Sure. So very, true, very Kim. True. So true. And anyway. I and I love watching our guys up there. I love watching Deion Dawkins, you know, I, I loved all that. I mean, we can also talk to, talk about the fact that Flacco got comeback player of the year when he was just sitting on the couch. But I mean, <laughs> someone yeah. died on the field and he came back from life and he didn't get it. So, I mean, it's just crazy. You could, Brees Hall wasn't even nominated for it. He had an injury and came back and played a very good season even though it's the Jets. So, I mean, this comeback player is, are you sitting on the couch? Are you dead? Are you coming back from an injury? What is, what is player comeback of the year? Like what, what, tell me what it is. Cause I don't what understand. What does it even mean? What does it mean? What did I come back from? The couch? Death? Or injury? Like, I'm not understanding. Like, come on. Like, I just, I did spill the tea twice. <laughs> My bad. I'm with you. I mean, we've been gone. So, you know, I had some buildup. Yes, uh, <laughs> um, and I think we talked about this, but I, I, I think I repeated. I said going into the offseason, do you think the bill, the oh, do you think going into the offseason? So this is a different question. Do you think going into this offseason, the Bills organization, their whole focus is surrounding thinking about we need to build a team to beat the Chiefs? Yes. Why not? They've won the last two Super Bowls. Right. We haven't right, been right. able to beat them in the playoffs. True. I absolutely True. think you have to you have to build the team to beat the Chiefs. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I know from past history we wasn't building team building a team to beat the Patriots. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, no. Because every time Tom Brady came in here, and and, and you know another thing. <laughs> Okay. And another thing, we just came off the Patriots, right? That long, one long... dynasty into another. <sighs> As a Bills fan, it's sucking right now. It's it's really driving me crazy. I'm not saying I'm going to move on, but God, we kind of built our own dynasty in the AFC East. So that's good. That's a that's a that's right. a good first step. Yeah, that's for, Honestly, that's the we first are. step. We're the, <clears throat> we're the dynasty team, AFC East. We're the ones that everybody has to take down, which they will probably do with more enthusiasm and talent next year. So we have to keep on building so we can stay ahead of our peers in in the division. It's Although, so crazy, but but Robin, the crazy thing about it is that every off season we hear. So we're going to have a rinse repeat when it comes to Aaron Rodgers because we're going to hear Jets fans say, it's our year, Aaron Rodgers is back. Whoa, just wait. He's going to take us to the playoffs. Da, 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 da. Then here comes the Miami Dolphins. 
Tua, Tua got it. And I listen, I can, I'm going to be excited when Tua gets that extension because I don't know if Tua is that bad, bad quarterback. I don't yeah, know. In my opinion, he can't win those big games. You've seen he flops. They go into the playoffs and lose every time, you know? So give him the extension. One and done. Right, one and done. And it was it's a mess over there. I mean, um, Fanchi left, so we'll see. But, yeah, the Bills, they retooled or whatever. And speaking about retooling and stuff like that, what do you think it looks like for you? Is this a retooling? Is this a rebuild, a restart? What is the re? Where are you at? Where's the re? Well, here's the thing about the re. It all boils down to the same thing for me. It's really the defense that needs to be retooled more than the offense. Again, focus on wide receivers. I really believe the Bills have a strong room for their offensive line. Mm-hmm. And that's probably, this is probably the first time I could say that in a long time, time that yeah. we have depth even now we have depth. We don't have huge gaping holes. Yes, we need to re-sign McGovern. All of that isn't as bad as we've seen our offensive line in the past, but our defensive line needs to be retooled. The interior of the defensive line, the only person I'm totally comfortable with is Ed Oliver and Daquan Jones. Mm-hmm. And, and beyond that, I believe that they need to really take a look at getting younger and getting bigger, especially one technique, defensive tackle, please give it to Vondre Sweat. I'm having dreams about him now already. <laughs> you hear that, Devontae? <laughs> yes, it's terrible. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go on a rant. I just know it. But we'll save it for when Dean Kindig oh, appears yes. on our show. Very, very excited about having Dean on our show. Um, draft guru. Draft guru, Dean. Uh, I got my notes, like I told you before. I'm going to make sure they're nice and neat so when he comes on, I can boom, 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 pick his brain. But for me, uh, when it comes to this root- retooling, because, listen, Kansas City did it. Kansas City went young. And I like the fact that we are getting kind of young. Our coaches are getting young. Uh, I think that... I don't see them signing a Leonard Floyd again because Leonard already said that he's going where the money is. Love you. Peace out. You know, whatever. Von Miller, hopefully he'll be back from the bomb that we knew when he was got hurt on Thanksgiving. Um, I'm good with Jones coming back, but I also need someone else on that line. Like, I don't know if Tim Settle will come back. I don't know if um, Puna. And you know what? I do want Puna back, though. I do. I just thought Puna, he was behind Tim Settle. And, but when Puna came in towards the end of the season, I thought Puna made a difference. I would love to have Puna back. I, agree I would love you. to have him back. Tim Settle. I don't know about Jordan Phillips. I think Jordan Phillips, I think he's going to retire. I think he's so. He, he had mentioned it. Yeah. He had mentioned it. And I we haven't gone really over our um our free agents, our Bill's free agents, you and I. So that okay. might be something that we can do uh upcoming pod, talk about our free free agents, who who we think will be gone, who we think will stay. Also, too, we have the combine coming up. I don't really do combine too much. I mean, I look at it, but I don't give a damn how much you ran unless you're a wide receiver. But yeah. <laughs> um 
But I know one thing when it came when it comes to the retooling that I was going to say is that I look at the last um, pressers that Sean and Bean had said, and they talk they spoke about again the explosive plays and wanting to get some help for Josh and wanting you got to have somebody on the opposite side for digs. You got to take away that pressure. Again, Shakir, for me, I'm excited for that. I'm excited to see what that looks like because Mm -hmm. um, Ken Dorsey didn't use him. And it was just like, could you imagine having him? Right. Could you imagine having him in the beginning of the season? Maybe that Denver game would have been different. Maybe that, I mean, even though we won the Giants game, maybe that Giants game would have been different. Maybe that New England game would have been different, you know? So it's just a shame that some of these pieces wasn't being used the way they were supposed to. Again, Kincaid, I thought, was not being used well. But, you know, what do I know? I'm just a fan looking on and watching a game. I think you know a lot. (laughs) Thank you. We know a lot. But before we get out of here, um, me and Robin want to send our prayers to um, DJ Lisa um, Lopez. She was at the Kansas City parade yesterday. She's a Kansas City Chiefs fan, and she lost her life. Um, Senseless shooting that happened there at the parade. You can't even go to a freaking parade and cheer for your team. Like, that could have been us once the Bills win a Super Bowl. Um, cheering on our team, going there, celebrating happy. And this happens. It's just too much and it's enough already. Like, I don't know. I don't want to get too much political. I don't, you know, I just wanted to send our prayers to her family because it's just a shame. I couldn't agree with you more. And I couldn't put it any better than you did. I, I honestly gets me emotional. I don't have any words left for the despair in my heart when I see one mass shooting after another, after another, after another, after another. And not that it would make any difference, but from what I read, they still don't even have a motive for this shooting. So things are coming out saying it wasn't a mass shooting. It was more criminal, 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 but regardless, we're going hanging out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We we got to do better. Yeah, we got to do better. We do, we do. Something has to has to happen. I mean, kids were injured as well. I mean, it's just it's, and you know, and we and and we get out of here on this note. Um, I was saying to Lay before I got my um, needle needle stuck in my knee. I said to her, and this is sad. I say, I couldn't even run because my knee is that bad. And I'm telling you, you're going to have to run with the kids and I'll meet you. And my thinking, and she looked at me and I'm like, I'm serious. I'm serious. One of us has to be there. 
And she was just like, wow. And I was like, yeah, yeah. That's I get anxiety. the reality of the yeah. world that we're living That's the reality today. of it. Sad, the reality. I get, Yeah. And I push myself out there with my kids to do events, to do stuff, because if I go to a concert, Robert, I'm in the back. I'm in the back. I get it. Yeah. But not to, you know, bring it to to a sad, sad note. Um, but, you know, this is what it is. And, and this is life. Um, but we're going to get out of here. And um, on a good note, we're going to win a Super Bowl with Josh Allen. <laughs> and we meet again on the 29th of February. Tell them about it, Robin. Okay. And it will be our next show with Dean Kindig. Draft guru. Draft guru. <laughs> We're going to be speaking about everything. Wide receivers, uh, D tackles, um, safeties, the mog hollies that they like to call them. Defensive end. Is Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean going to pick a defensive player of their first pick? And with yes. Buffalo Bills fans be upset. Next on Tea Time with Rob. <laughs> So uh, I love you we'll, so much. Yeah, it, ooh, the fan base will go insane. But we still need it. We still need defensive ends. So I mean, it is what it is. So, um, guys, thank you for always listening, tuning in. We appreciate you. I mean, it's the off season. I'm going to continue to say it, and it's an exciting. It's it's a retool, a rebirth, a re, a re you know, rebuild. It's it's new. We will it's not. Re-be. Yeah, we, but the, the, here's the thing. We will not see the same players on this team. There will be new players. There will be Lots. players that we, we're going to miss and lose, and there's going to be retirement. So yes. that being said, and it's going to be sad to see some of these guys retire that's been in a Buffalo Bills um, uniform for a long time. But we're going to get out of here. You know, I love you, Robin. Thank you always. This Love is you. Tea Time with Robin. And it's always oh. Go Bills. See, you did it again. You see the balloons? <laughs> oh, peace <laughs> out. Until next time, Mafia, this has been Tea Time with Tea and Robin. The Bills make me wanna. Shout!